Right, what's cracking, lovely people? Welcome back to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast, the podcast about nutrition, movement, outdoor experiences. I'm your host, as always, Matt Gardner, and I'm a registered nutritionist. Thanks for coming along. This show is powered by 33 Fuel, who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. Right, today's guest, this is going to be a great conversation, lovely people. His name's Ethan Waller. Ethan is a professional rugby player for Worcester Warriors, co-founder of Slice Slice Baby UK, a mobile pizza van, host of the new Need for Feed podcast, exploring the world of professional athletes and their various food ventures. So as with most of my guests, I follow the guy on Instagram, I dropped him a line and yeah, we're geared up to have a bit of a chat. So I hope you enjoy this wide ranging conversation with Ethan Waller. Ethan, mate, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, mate. Looking forward to being on. No, it's great to have you along. I think, you know, look, we're similar foodies. Um, obviously, I'm into the nutrition side, but also just brought up by cooking from scratch, big flavours, passionate about food, use it for fuel sometimes too. So I think we just got quite a lot in common. So, yeah, it's good to chew the fat and have you on. Yeah, mate, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I think uh, I'm... I'm definitely passionate about food which is weird because I didn't really come from a household that necessarily was making everything from scratch or anything like that but I think I was just a, a really fat kid who really enjoyed food and then as I've moved into sort of like the professional athlete side of things it's made me think about uh, how, how food impacts me and how I can get the most flavour out of stuff without necessarily becoming a walking kebab. <laughs> But yeah, if people haven't, you know, come across you before, uh, where, you know, where's the perfect place to start, mate? Obviously, in lockdown at the moment, and um, you're moving around with a few things on podcasts. You've obviously got your pizza business, day jobs, professional yeah. rugby player. So yeah, be cool. A little bit of background on yourself, and then obviously then fast forward to to what you're doing at the moment, really. Yeah. So um, in terms of uh, my career, I started in Northampton Saints. I was there for seven years played i think i was just shy of 100 caps there which is really annoying i think i got dropped like the last four games but yeah so i, I played a, um 90 odd games there then moved to worcester warriors in the summer of 2017. Uh, i've been playing there for the last three years um and sort of part way through that first year i decided to start the venture into my own street food business which is slice slice baby we're a mobile pizza trailer from a converted horse box that's been that took a while to to get going but it was sort of the the plan really um which i imagine we'll probably chat about a little bit later uh and from there i've also since lockdown started started a podcast called need for feed pod um and that's basically where we chat to professional or ex-professional athletes that have either got huge passion for food or have started some sort of business in the area Mate, it's awesome. And I listened to episode two. I got episode one kind of um, on the go in the house. And then episode two, I was actually cutting my grass. And um, yeah, my um, my fiance and um, mother-in-law and things were just watching me like laugh to myself as I was move, moving around this rower and listening to you two chat about, oh, mate. Uh, yeah, like you said in the intro, just eating, uh, barbecuing, um, how uh, obviously you can get into shark ears in, in a sec, but how he... Um, <laughs> He recommended, you know, cook a couple of stones so uh, you can get used you can get used to, 
to like not ruining meat. I just found that oh mate, it was it was it's exactly what I want to listen to. Um, and I think people that listen to this show might have similar interests to me. So you've just got to get over and yeah, tune into that as quality. Cheers, mate. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was um, it was it sort of it started just because I always used to listen to since I got a dog last year um, and walking here, I always shove a podcast on this and something, and I ended up getting into the off menu podcast with James Acaster and Ed Gamble, um, which is just about food, and that sort of accelerated my my love for it even more um, from having the the food business and stuff, and then. I ended up having quite a few chats with people generally uh, about the food business, how I got into it, and recipes for dough and stuff like that. And then found myself getting really into these chats and enjoying it. And a good friend of mine, Niall Annett, had just started a, a podcast called uh, uh, called Wind Your Neck In, which is fantastic. That's, that, that's mostly about the, the rugby sphere. Mm. And I ended up chatting to him. I was like, so how did you get into it? How does it end up happening? And uh he gave me the brooch and then basically we ended up well i've recorded i've recorded four episodes so far uh we've got another two to record this week but yeah we've got some content coming forward for the future and i suppose lockdowns to thank for it because it's just been a way to to keep myself occupied keep busy and just generally share a passion for food and it's funny you say about the the sharky one (laughs) because after that conversation we had about all the smoking and stuff I've literally got a smoke. I've got a, a new barbecue coming today, and I'm getting stuck into that side of things. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely making me think in the future to get involved in that. Um, like in living in London at the moment in a flat, I don't have a garden or any space to do it, but it's it's definitely on the it's on the radar for the future, and it's it's just good because like you know the longer form conversations with things like podcasts and stuff, it just it just strips away that you know that that interview dry get in get out kind of thing, and you can mull over you know just points around exactly like you were going into preparation of food a bit of background um you know why you do what you do so it's just that that ability to have a good wide-ranging conversation but then you can see that you you were both you know practicing cooking and getting flavors right and very passionate if you're the pizza side and he's the meat side so yeah mate it, it's, it works really well and that's why i wanted to have you on because um i enjoy having wide-ranging conversations and not just about you know the nutrition and all that side of things in terms of the health and the and the sport and the fueling um as i've done more episodes it's just um i can leave that to the day job and then this is better just connecting with people and just hearing more about how eating's a learned behavior and you know what what they've kind of grown into in terms of pre- preparing food and um sharing it with others and all that kind of stuff really yeah i think it's you've hit a nail on the head because i think especially chat to professional ex-pro sports people we fall into such a trap of this sort of this this media language and you'll see it in post-match interviews everywhere the vast majority of people by a handful of those who don't mind being a little bit outspoken it ends up being the same conversation constantly and it, it's so easy to fall into that trap but the podcast does give you that freedom to just have a conversation and it to be natural and it to flow and it's it's, it's like you say it's, it's grand being able to just get people's honest opinions and, and hear stories and, and, and if you're as passionate about food as obviously you and me both are it, it also becomes a real a real hobby and something that you genuinely become so invested in mate 100 percent. and if we if we lift a lid a little bit on the pizza van and dive into one of the pizzas um mate the goat what's the crack with using goat's cheese 
You know, people that that is a bit left field for a few. Some like a little bit. You know, I'll, I'll drink goat's milk here and there if I can sneak it into the house. And um, but yeah, on a pizza, what's 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 the vibe there? So it ended up starting. So I, I'm, I'm yeah, to be honest with you, I'm not a man that has salads far too often. <laughs> uh, part of the front row, I think it's actually blast for me to, to eat them regularly. But I was having a, a goat cheese salad. I can't remember where I was, but it came with like caramelized onion relish thing on top, and those two together work unbelievably well and while i was doing recipe tasting days um to get everything ready for our first gig i ended up uh thinking i had some bit left in the fridge and i was like i'll just shove some of the pizza see how it is um it was local worcestershire goat's cheese as well as was the sausages that i had and i also made my own caramelized onions from like a local farm shop so it was all local it was a produce and it was originally going to be called the warrior i think because i wanted it to be Worcestershire based and, and around the Roper Club and stuff but it ended up just becoming the goat because it is literally I think my favourite pizza of all time mm. it's so good and it's not it's not swimming in goat's cheese it's not the same amount you'd have uh, as you would a mozzarella obviously just because of the nature of goat's cheese but the, when you get the bite of everything all together it works perfectly the sweet the savoury the creaminess of that goat's cheese just marriages perfectly and I'm telling you now, if you've never had a pizza with it on before, do it because it'll change your life. Mm, definitely, mate. That was one of the things I wanted to bring up to start with to get people thinking about it because, you know, everyone obviously goes, if they're into it, they go into the dough, the preparation, all that kind of stuff. But then, um, you know, the toppings, that's obviously where the, where the flavour comes from. And it's uh, it must be pretty rewarding to chuck that together and then think, actually, mate, maybe this works. Or do you kind of second guess, you know, I'll shovel this down because it's my kind of thing. You know, will will that um you know will that go down well at a, at a venue or the rugby club or etc or because you can you know you can have quite a few pizzas on the menu you've got nice freedom to experiment yeah but the with the business when we have private events we normally tend to uh, collaborate with whoever we're doing an event for and we'll message them and say look here's a sample menu but we want to make facilitate you as best as possible is there anything you particularly like uh, so it's it's nice to be able to have that that freedom to come up with a variety of things and the majority of people just go no that's fine do whatever you like can i just not have pineapple yeah Uh, it's normally the the basic the basic thing and that's that's a hot debate which we can have another time but (laughs) i've also got a lot of willing uh taste testers in the lads at the club so i think um a couple of a couple of months ago before all this kicked off we had a poker night round mine, I fired up the pizza oven and I was just plowing out a few pizzas, getting opinions off lads and they're, they're honest, they'll tell you if it's awful. Like I, had a, yeah. I had a fair few criticisms quite rightly, my first gig I did was for one of the lads' testimonial uh, days, he was doing a cricket day and to cut a long story short, I hadn't quite worked out the kinks in stretching the dough properly, That's taken, that took me a while, it was probably the biggest thing and as I was putting them in the oven they were shrinking. Mm. and they were coming out like you know that little Chicago town like the microwave pizza yeah they were coming out about that size and I just couldn't figure out what, what was going wrong so uh, I had some pretty harsh criticisms from that which I, which still to this day I get from the lads uh, quite rightly but it, that now everything's normal side everything's better it's yeah. it, it's criticism but it improves you and I'm pretty I'm really happy with the products that, that's going out now good my biggest issue is I'm a control freak so it's let, it's teaching someone else to do it and letting them do it is probably my my biggest hurdle that I've had to face with this. 
Yeah. Yeah, but obviously, you know, you're clearly process-driven being an athlete and things like that and, and being around a high-performance environment. And then when you bring it into food, um, like you said, you know, temperature, flavours, the way you handle things, it isn't exact, but, you know, you pick you pick up the ability to replicate it. And, um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask next, actually. So it's good to dovetail into it. Once you come up with the initial idea and, and you're starting to crack out good flavours and pizzas, yeah, growing the business is an interesting thing because, like you said, you've got to kind of hand over the reins. Or how much... Because um, it's your it's it's your brother and yourself at the moment. Have you have you got any other people coming in, or like you said, everything's kind of ground to the halt at the moment. But what what were the plans maybe before before the lockdown? So the plans we initially had, um, we had a, I've, I've had a few lads from Worcester come and help me on a couple of gigs. Got them food hygiene trained. Uh, they've come and helped me on a few of the the lower scale stuff. Niall and it has done a couple of gigs. Connor Carey was meant to come, and I've had sort of my my stepdad come and do a bit as well. Um, and you know, once once you get them trained up, it's it's fine. It's just that initial bit. You sacrifice two pizzas to get everyone up to speed, basically, and, <laughs> and you factor that in. Um, but my initial plan going forward was because because with it being a trailer, you obviously have to have a separate license to tow it. Yeah. So if I was going to hire someone, I'd have to either pay for them to get the trailer license, or they'd have to have the trailer license, which is quite a niche thing. So my plan was to go through the summer. We initially had quite a few gigs booked um and from that summer put it into the put all that money straight back into the business sell the trailer and actually buy a converted citroen van mm. so instead of having to have that license to tow and having to get a car that will tow it as well which has also been a, a, a cluster in its own in its own right yeah um, it's then just a case to get behind the wheel drive it to wherever it needs to be and it becomes considerably easier then to hire people and outsource because as it stands, my brother's in Northampton. He's a fat lot of good for for most of the gigs. He's very busy. He's got a one-year-old kid. He's he's got a lot on. Um, and I've I've been doing these gigs with other people coming in and, and working pretty much myself, making all the dirt at home. Mm. Uh, and as you can imagine, it's not the most efficient way. And when the season's on, your gigs become limited. So the plan was to work through this summer and, and outsource uh, that once we bought the new van, but. You know, COVID, as it has for the vast majority of people, has really shoved a spanner in the works. Yeah. But we've improvised. So at the moment, uh, this week, I'm releasing DIY pizza packs at home. So I'll be delivering them around Worcestershire, and it'll be uh, a pack with two pre-made doughs that you just got to get out of the oven two to three hours beforehand. Um, Sauce, uh, mozzarella, parmesan, and then whatever toppings. I think it's just pepperoni this week, but... As the weeks go on, we'll swap up that extra topping, so it'll be a margarita pizza or whichever toppings we we decide for that week. And hopefully, that going forward, will just keep a steady flow of revenue in. That'll hopefully uh, offset all the gigs we've had to cancel over the summer. Yeah. And we can then start getting back into the initial plan. And hopefully, by the time next summer comes around and those gigs, we've got that facility, we've got the new unit, and we can uh, move it move it forward as a as a business. Hey, awesome. So, yeah, what you're saying is kind of trials and tribulations, but um, you probably front-loaded a bit more work on one side of the business that you didn't really expect to kind of get into yet in terms of, like you said, the the home delivery packs. So, man, that sounds cool. And I think that's, you know, who knows when we're going to be back in restaurants and all that experience and, and like you said, having big gatherings. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, man, that's interesting. And, and I think people... It's, it's got to be up there, I think, for me. It's, p- it's pizza or a decent burger that not really going to replicate at home. Um, 
you know, con- considering some of the ones I've had out and about. So you just think, God, yeah, it's something you probably would order in. Um, you know, they're the yeah. two really that are just absolutely banging. Um, oh man, fantastic. I did consider uh, getting the trailer out and sort of starting a, the delivery service and getting people to come and pick it up. But unfortunately, where I keep my trailer is is fully under lock and key, oh. and I can't I can't get to it. To cut a long story short, it's fully locked down. Like I, as much as I'm in lockdown, the trailer is too. So oh. I'm sort of again having to improvise with that. But it's it's been interesting this whole lockdown period because. Obviously, it's brought out the worst in some people. I the toilet paper fiascos, the yeah. the panic buying, shopping, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. the amount of people I've seen on uh, social media who have, you know, either really want to help small businesses and and the support small businesses are getting, especially around the Worcestershire area, I'm mm. not sure about everywhere else, is fantastic. And long may that continue. Uh, people are also really wanting to start cooking and trying different foods. And it's I've, I've had quite a few questions about pizza toppings, flavours, things that go together and it's an uh, unbelievable thing to see because people want to get into it and start start cooking good food and everything from scratch when yeah. that, now that takeaway, the McDonald's, the KFC's and all that has been severely limited and watching people actually want to make things with their own two hands, even the more complicated dishes like pizza dough from scratch or yeah. making their own burgers or smoking meat as it may be as I'm a complete novice and I'm starting to do that. Uh, it's just, it's, it's brought out the worst in some, but it's brought out the, the good in a lot of people and, and it's good to see people actually just trying things. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And that's, that's it, isn't it? It's focusing on the positive things, much as it's cliche to say, but I think, yeah, from my perspective, seeing seeing people scratch cookers, you know, it's, it's, it's the way. It's the way because, you know, the diets are some of its parts and if you can just, you know, cook and eat, you know, whole foods, real food, whatever you want to call it most of the time and, and, and then you can provide for yourself, then that, you know, that's... That is banging, and that's how I came across you actually. One of one of my mates posted in the WhatsApp group. Um, I think he had made one of your people tried to make one of your pizzas. Um, I'll send you the photo afterwards actually. Uh, I think you might have put up something on social about how to do it. I'd been following you, you know, your like player account and stuff, and then he sent that that over, and then and then that um you know spiraled into me following the pod and then looking at slice slice baby. So, you you know what you said there is is exactly how and 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 this guy doesn't usually crack you know crack home eats and things like that so um yeah that was decent to see and then that got me on board and, and looking at what you were doing and then led to this conversation now so it's all yeah mate it's all connected it's decent yeah absolutely well those pizza videos i wanted to because when i saw people giving it a crack i thought i had people messaging me for a recipe and and stuff like that and no one you can't recreate the pizzas i do to the letter in a conventional oven. Like you, you need the fire, you need the unbelievably high temperatures to get a real Neapolitan pizza um, yeah. as good as you can because that's what gives it, it the, the heat on the bottom is what produces the steam and the crust and then that's what puffs it up and that's why it's so light, so airy and you feel like you can probably get two or three of them downrange. But I thought, what, what what's the closest I can get to it? Did a bit of research, tried a few different styles and then made a tutorial video on, my, on our Instagram because, like you say, we're not trading anything, so we can try and give something back, help build the brand a little bit. And it's good to hear that it's getting out, yeah. getting out there, and people are trying it. Because I've had a few people tweet me, obviously, but it's nice to know there's people out there that aren't necessarily just uh, getting sending everything via social media. And we've actually got another tutorial coming because with the pizza packs, I found another way to do it that I'd argue is a little bit better. So that's going to go on cool. either today or Wednesday. Um, which hopefully should 
in hindsight cooking even more and then there's loads of different ways people can try it but yeah, yeah if you're going to make it properly you want to get yourself a you want to get yourself a wood-fired oven or some sort of open flame that you can do it over yeah yeah but that you know that's why then you, you you celebrate eating something like you know the product you produce and things and that and that hit me home i watched this um series like going down another bit of a foodie rabbit hole there's this series on netflix called chef so i don't know if you've seen the Absolutely love it. Have you seen that, mate? It is. If people haven't listened to that, uh, watch that. Sorry, I'll link to it. But yeah, again, it was you. You might have seen the film if you're listening to this, and and it's basically the lead actor and then the chap that uh, helped train him. Uh, I can't remember that guy's name, but they just go around to different places. And uh, the Pizzana episode. I don't know if you've seen these, mate. That that just brought yeah, home man. how complex, like the oven where he sourced it from, the way he moves the dough. The, the 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 basil he spent about 10 minutes talking about basil so i just yeah for me just like watching stuff like that i just come into my own so then obviously when i connected with you and i was like oh man i can't wait to bring that up and have a bit of a chat about it but it made me realize that yeah like you said you can diy bits and bobs from home um but it, you know it's, it's not going to be the same products but there's nothing wrong with having a bit of fun and, and maybe your pizza packs are kind of that that way of just like boosting people and giving them a bit, you know, a bit more of the practical side, really. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, you know, it might be something they get, they get someone into it and they have the pizza packs and they go, well, this is great. How can I replicate this? How can I make this myself? And they move on and have a look at the video and you just, you sort of, you spread that word. But I mean, I watch the same episode because that series is amazing oh. as a, as an absolute food noise. <laughs> I love it. But that episode ridiculous because the amount of time. I mean, I relate to a fair bit of it, but the oven's one of the things. So when we when we did the trailer, we had to almost find a trade-off because if you're going to have a big clay oven like, like most of them have, uh, and the big the big restaurants will have the gigantic clay ovens, but they take so long to heat up. They retain heat really, really well, but to get everything up to temperature takes forever. It takes a lot of wood. I think there's one in uh, there's one that opened in Worcester actually called Fuego, which is very good. But that goes to around 50 kilograms of wood a day. Whoa. And yeah, I know. When you and and like that's for service of you know you're gonna be doing hundreds of people as opposed to me. I think the most I've ever catered for sort of 110 at a wedding wow. over a few hours. But we had a trade off, so we then got a stainless steel oven uh, from a company called Moby Pizza Ovens, who are Bedford based, but they're like they're really personal, family based company. They'll they'll help help a lot of people out. And it heats up much quicker, but it requires a lot more attention. So that when so when you've got that, it takes probably about half an hour to heat up, maybe an hour tops. But then you've got to make sure you keep topping it up because that stainless steel releases a lot more heat, whereas the clay traps everything in. And it's just but the, all this stuff I learned the hard way. But like I I just from a lot of mistakes and a lot of the first first few months and few gigs were. A learning curve, and luckily I, I tested up the majority of it on the Worcester boys, so they've seen, they've probably seen the worst of what I've got to offer. Yeah, yeah. The only person who probably seen the best is probably Niall Annick, purely because he's now worked in the van since we've sort of upped our game and, and got our, got our stuff together. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah, may, you hope it's a huge learning curve, but it's so rewarding. You hope the boys have got you know quite resilient guts anyway, so it's probably something that they've been used to. <laughs> trying loads of different things so um yeah it's not bad but that you know you have to go through that process and it's uh you know like you said if you get it right and and it tastes delicious but it's light you, you know you don't you're not stopped in your tracks and i think that's what people 
you know, people people want to eat and, and enjoy these things and bring back childhood memories of stuff, but then they want to be able to get up and do things afterwards and not be in like a food coma or not be able to get on a dance floor or whatever. So I think that, yeah, that, that makes a huge difference. It's good to lift the lid on what it takes to actually make something light and tasty and airy. I know you put up a photo of like, I think you held up one of your slices and you, and you showed the kind of... Uh, you know the 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 the, the oh, I can't even describe it. You know the the air the airiness of oh, the, the dough. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool and it's good in a longer form like this. If people are listening to this, you know what it takes to actually put that together. So, um, mate, no, it's that's that's it's really decent. And you've got um a couple other flavors. You've got like a, a cured meat one. You've got a Mexican one. But then you said your your favorite is the goat. So um yeah, you kind of I was gonna ask that, but you yeah you chuck that one. Out. And you've got a, a Marge Simpson one. <laughs> That like cheese? Mean, yeah, basically, we just wanted to because every menu you see is the same, yeah. And obviously, we're based up our whole pizza name is based on a pun, realistically. The slice, slice baby, uh, based on obviously vanilla rice, slice baby. Um, so we were like, right, let's try and make these into just a bit more entertaining names. So, I think the Marge, the Marge Simpsons, obviously, a margarita. Uh, we had the Sergeant Pepper brackets only, uh, Beatles reference, uh, for the pepperoni. Then we had uh, the goat, obviously, is the goat cheese one, and, and because it's the greatest of all time. And what was the other one? So the, the Mexicana, I mean, that's not really a pun. I can do better with that. <laughs> we, we have been trying some new ones over this over this lockdown period because we've got the chance. We've got a great little uh, portable of them. Yeah. Uh, it's Bosley Rockbox. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're a hell of a bit of kit. Wow. You can do all sorts of them. Um, Send me the link of that. Looking for something in the garden yeah. or just a sort of a, a fired oven. It's dual fuel, so you can shove a gas canister in it, which is what I do because, frankly, it's easier. And when you've got such a small area for wood, uh, it just take it'll take a lot of topping up, and it's almost not worth the trade off for the the flavour you get for it. Um, but yeah, so I've got one of those in the back garden. Fire it up, takes half an hour to heat up. And then you're working at 400, 500 degrees with an open flame over the top and you can make unbelievable pizzas in two minutes. Cool. But we tried out, we made a Welsh rare bit pizza, which was incredibly rich, but was awesome. Yeah. Uh, we made a cheeseburger pizza, <laughs> which well, that, that actually took two attempts because one of them we did, it was basically just cubed up meat, pickles, ketchup, mustard. And then I started with like American cheese like you get on a burger, but mm-hmm. it was horrendous and does not stand up to a fire it just burns wow uh so went back to mozzarella which was decent and then what was the other one we tried uh i've got a picture of it hold on i think it might have been a breakfast pizza yeah oh yeah that's not a bad idea actually yeah i was listening to a pod on um on that yeah on 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 breakfast and like people people going into like what their favorite cooked breakfast and things like that is so could you transfer that into a pizza that'd be pretty that'd be pretty interesting little little thing to put together yeah we did there we go it's so it was sausage bacon uh bean base black pudding and uh, <laughs> egg in the middle that was very good oh man that black pudding would be a winner i was, uh, I was born in scotland so like and mo- most of my family would want would want to put that away they love a bit of black pudding. oh it's so good mate that's that is mad so look we've gone we're going pretty serious down the pizza rabbit hole and I know, I know a few people listening because I, I mentioned that I'd be chatting to you um on on the show um they they kind of they'd want to know and it's, it's, it'll be interesting obviously from my perspective too obviously being being a professional athlete and being in lockdown um you know how, how are you getting on with things are, are, are you still trying to follow 
certain certain kind of training side of things are you, are you managing to kind of look after yourself from that side or is it or is it a bit of a of a head spinner because obviously you know you're used to uh structure in terms of your your strength and conditioning in terms of your your sleep patterns and um your nutrition at the club and all that kind of stuff we don't we don't have to go into too deep because i wanted to focus the show on your your pizza business and your podcast but it would just be interesting to see how you've navigated the last six weeks and and what the club have kind of um yeah worked worked alongside with you to to support you yeah absolutely so we uh, we started off we did we originally thought we were only going to be off road for a couple of weeks yeah um as i imagine everyone did before we got put into lockdown so i took the first week i uh, just kept up with some pretty low intensity stuff and just taking over because so i thought we'll be back in got to look after my body because at this stage of the season anyway i'm in as most rugby players are in survival mode just from playing every week um so it was the case of getting my body back to work in order and that that was a couple of weeks and then obviously this ended up being considerably longer ended up sorting out a home gym in my garage so i ended up getting a rack and some got some weights from the club which is good so i can i can lift weights properly um and i'm running quite a lot as well and i bought a lot bike as well so i'm i'm I've got the facilities to do the training and it's probably the one constant thing that I, I do. So I wake up every morning, I'll either go for my run or I'll jump on the Watt bike. I'll always gym in the afternoon mm. um, just because I've got a bit more fuel in because I've, I've been, a, been a natural fat lad. I've I've been doing intermittent fasting for this period just because it's it stops me from just grazing all day, mm. having food around and... and so I'm on that eight hour window, which has been great for me. I've dropped dropped about six or seven kilograms actually, which which I needed to lose. Again, survival mode at this point of the season that most of the food's mostly morale. Um so it's been it's actually been a godsend in, in terms of that. But it's it has been weird. I think the strangest thing is just the lack of socializing. Yeah. You've gone from being with 50, 50 lads every day having a bit of crack and then suddenly, you know, you you in this situation that we're in at the moment and it's just it's very odd and I'm quite a social bloke so I think yeah. I've, I've been gaming quite a bit but making a routine and trying to stick to that has been massive for me just to just to keep the sanity I'm, I almost need that regimented uh, scheduling every week to, to look after myself and have the weekend to my own so there's also a bit of normality in, in that in that there's a difference between that weekday work and the weekend yeah it's been weird, but I'm, I'm in a, diff, a privileged position in that I've got all the stuff I need to to keep me ticking over with work, really. And there's a lot of people that aren't as fortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you said, you know, you, you're getting on with what you can do and training and things brings the structure. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty similar. It's, it's good to get some of the training in, some fizzing, and it's, it's grounding, it ticks things over. But with the social sides, yeah, being around people and, and when I work, you know, being in front of people. I find obviously having conversations on the phone um, and, and over like web and stuff, it, it, it obviously works and I can continue to, to, to do stuff and, and, and work with people. But yeah, it just isn't the same as being in front of them. It isn't the same. And then I like some some aspects, just speaking in front of an audience or things like that. And, and like you said, when you're training around your, your teammates and things, that it's big. So I've reflected a lot on that. And it's, um, yeah, that's probably the hard. I don't know if hard's the right term, because like you said, we're well and we can, we can do what we need to do. But um, yeah, that's that's a big thing, the social side of things. So, but we'll we'll just have to see. It's unknown, but at least you're, you know, from your side, you're honing the craft around the pod and bringing people some some decent interviews and chats. And then and then, like you said, the pizza side of things, you you, you kind of um, 
uh, accelerating some of the side of that too. So um, yeah, mate, it's decent. So how can people stay in touch with you, mate, after this wide ranging conversation of goat's cheese and uh, you know <laughs> dough and like and all that kind of stuff? So we've got uh, obviously our social medias, which on Instagram is slice slice baby UK. Uh, on Twitter, that's just slice slice UK because I couldn't get all the characters. Uh, and then for the podcast, it's uh, need for need for feed underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. So they're the same, and we should have what's the date today? There should be a new episode on the fifth, providing I finish editing editing today. Mm. And with the pizza stuff for those around Worcestershire, the packs will be going on sale uh, hopefully this week. And for everyone else, there will be a tutorial on another way to cook the dough at home to try and replicate the best pizza uh, Neapolitan style pizza you can get without a wood fired oven. Decent, mate. Cool. I'll link to all that in the show notes, and um, we'll see. I, I don't know where things will be in like a month or so, but I'm um, I'm out of London at the moment in a place called Lapworth, so I'm not too far from from Worcester. So um, mate, I'll give one of those think... one of those pizza uh, pizza facts a go. See 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 what it says. Absolutely. Decent, all right, guys. We'll... <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Thanks for having me on, mate. Mate, no, really good to chat, and uh, it was it, yeah, just just mostly from a pure selfish side of me, just wanting to kind of like gas about food with you. But I think there's a few people who hopefully find it interesting. But we'll see. Um, cool. All right, lovely people. As always, um, thanks for listening to the show, and uh, yeah, stay safe, look after yourselves, and uh, have a healthy week.